0: hey guys welcome back to another short episode of the harbor site um i got a very amazing man uh on the show and and something i saw in uh i think it was on his social media it was his 11 rules for his family and it struck me and i was like yep matt we have to talk about this." now how do you say your last name
1: dude i have no idea um, I say it's kind of like yours, dude. I If anybody gets close, I just nod my head. So we say "Bodro," um and that's pretty Cali- yeah, it's California up, but we'll go with that.
0: So that's and you of- uh you've actually have a um, a long professional history in education, correct?
1: That is correct. yep, and in all areas. so I actually started at at Stanford and working at Stanford for a long time. And then was a a public school teacher, public school administrator, private school teacher, private school administrator, Have spoken to hundreds of thousands of educators around the world. So, um, which is why I left all that to start the schools that I, that I start. So I knew the game.
0: So, um, (laughs) oh man, I cannot wait to get you to North Carolina so that we can sit down and have a three hour talk about all of this,
1: man. Absolutely. Uh, This will,
0: this will be it. This will be a little teaser. So, you are, are, what is your relationship with action, the Action Placer Academies?
1: So I own, I own this campus. I own, we actually have three campuses here in uh, the Sacramento area. We'll probably have to open a few more. So um, I'm the owner of, of these three in particular, but I'm also part of the governance council for the entire Acton Academy network. Um, there's about 200 and 250 of us right now, globally. Uh, and I'm part of being part of the governance council doesn't mean anything as far as pay or it's just I get to serve more um so I help more good entrepreneurs come into the program influence in, in, the future, yeah yep. yep. that's it, and look for more entrepreneurs, yeah, so
0: for those that don't know what those academies are, can you give it in a like a wave tops of what that is?
1: Yeah. So the best way to describe it, people say, you know, give me the 30 second pitch of these of these schools. And and that's a hard sell because it's so far outside of people's realm of understanding of what school is. So the best thing I can say is we're not a school. We're a workplace for young people. And the ideal workplace for these young people is that They get to a point where they're running every aspect of the business itself along with their personal journey. So our ideal day means getting the adults out of the way, but not in a Lord of the Flies is now taking place kind of deal. It's in a these kids are now running this like a Fortune 500 company. So they're running their own um, path on an individual basis. They're working on Socratic conversations. They're learning how to think, not what to think. Uh, And they're taking on massive amounts of responsibility very, very early, including running the business of the campus.
0: So and and these are all um, these are all accredited schools to where a kid could graduate out of these.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the paradox, you know, for us is we do have we have an accreditation. but We talk about the game of education where the accredited part doesn't matter as much as most people think it does but we still have accreditation. We never focus on college as a goal by any stretch of the imagination, but the paradox is our kids will get into any college anytime they want. Um, But they also have so many other opportunities available to them that a lot of them don't need. I mean, we've had students come out going, yeah, you know, college, maybe. I'll take a gap year, you know, while my nonprofit that I've started while I'm in school is making seven figures right now. So we'll see if college even matters, you know, I mean, that's just, I that's like, the, reality the, of I it like the
0: whole thing where it says, you know, I, I think you even shared it, um, that it's kids. the fact that kids, and I say kids, young men and women can't get yep. a business loan for 10 K to start a business, but they can go in six figures in debt of student loans should tell you a
1: lot. It should tell you a lot. And the fact that most parents are cool with one, but not cool with the other should tell you a lot too. Like that's the conditioning we've got. Right. Dude. It's a school in its conventional sense. What we see in the government, which by the way, most private schools just model that too. Um, it's a religion. It's really, if, a religion. if my
0: kid said, I came to said, dad, I have a business, I have a business idea. I need 10 K. I'd be stoked. I'd be like, Absolutely. I'd be like, let's talk about all of it. All yeah. of it. Yeah.
1: Because uh, again, what I said in that post, man, was like, if you're not concerned about real learning. You're concerned about conformity because you're going to learn a ton from starting and trying to operate. That's part of the, that's part of the status quo for what we do at Acton Academy. Five years old to 18 years old, you're going to either start a business every year, or you're going to take their, your business into perpetuity every year, because that's real, learning experience
0: well I'm I'm very interested in what you guys are doing and uh so much that we'll we'll have a conversation about how to on the entrepreneur yeah, side how to be fun. how to how to how to how to do that um yeah. I'm very interested in, I think that these communities these these small area communities they need that um mm-hmm. they're not you know especially with me with my community just not down with public school and and, and the rules that they're in placing and especially now more so than ever right and, um, I think it's time that almost every, every area has an option. You know what I mean? If, if they're, if the parents don't align, if their morals and, and what they want for their kids don't align with the school that they're going to, they should have a choice.
1: They should. That's exact. And that's all it dude. That's all it is, is the choice. Right. And people say, oh, you're so anti pup. Yeah. I am anti that system. I'm very pro the teachers. I'm very pro the administrators. I'm very pro the choice to go where you want to go, like have the choice. Yeah but people don't realize that there's a choice to be made and they don't understand what they're choosing from and that's what we've been shouting from the rooftops yeah. for years you know
0: so i don't want to get down that rabbit hole because i feel like we can't oh, go for yeah. three hours but
1: for sure we could
0: the family rules and i've got it right i've got it pulled up right here and uh so give me some history yeah. before we go into the rules give me some history about uh, how you created them when you established them you know and and, and the purpose Yeah.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that we do, this relates directly to the schools that we run is every studio on our campus and studio just means group of of similar age, but they're not at the exact same age, um, young people. They make a contract for their studio and that contract that they design governs how they operate and it gives them a very tangible thing to go back to to continuously talk to each other. If I can go, Nick, man, you know, the contract says, rule number seven here in our studio says this, you're doing this. That's clearly a violation. What can we do to help fix that, right? It just gives them those tangible tools. So all we did was essentially transfer that to the house. So we, as a family, just went, cool, who are we? Like, what are our virtues? What are our values? Who do we want to be as human beings, not just as a unit? But as human beings, right, you're special forces operator. There's a standard that's got to be met. You meet that standard, and then you all rally around that standard, and you hold each other accountable to that. That standard is non-negotiable, right, and you're a tight-knit unit because of that. Same thing. So we just went, cool, man, what do we as a family? What are the things we want? So I got input from my wife. I got input from, from, uh, from all three of my kids. I put in my two cents. Um, we came up with you know, what we wanted to do to, to govern our family.
0: How long have these been standing?
1: Uh, we've had these for pro- probably about, th- I'd say, three years, four years.
0: Yeah did uh, so, did you see a change in the way that the family unit operated uh, when you established these?
1: You know what's cool, man, is we were my wife and I were very intentional about how we parent, anyways. So these were all. We were leading by example in these. I'd like to think, you know, obviously we messed stuff up too, but we were leading by example already. So that was already kind of there, but putting that clear definition on it and having talking points around it, the biggest, the biggest change that I saw was that now my kids, now that they had something specific, now they could call me out when I failed on one of these. Cause they're like, that hey, was, they're like dad, like but, but that's right. Hey, hey, Pox, remember how you got up? Yep, Remember how you called me out on this? Well, right now you're kind of (laughs) complaining. And it's just, it's accountability.
0: It's accountability on all sides, right? Yeah. I mean, so many times, so so many times I think parents are, are thinking about, are thinking about holding their children accountable, but, but Mm -hmm. where, (laughs) where are they on that? Who's going to hold them accountable? and i have then i have a very i kind of have it's, i don't know if it's viral it's a very controversial video that I, I put up about talking to a a young man who's now in our family at his wedding about um about accountability and and really just saying like making sure that you're doing the right things for the right reasons and and uh, and when things get tough you don't do what so many men have done in the past. Like you reach out and you use me, myself or someone as a lifeline when yeah. things get stressful. Cause we know when mm-hmm. you get married at 20, um, you know, it's all, it's all rainbows and, and sunshine and it's all yeah. love. It's all love in the air, but you know, life starts to get a little harder. It starts to get a little more complicated yep. careers and kids and, you know, have what, you know, whether she's going to stay at home or, you know, work and, And take care of the kids and everything it it does. And for men, typically, um, if, if we don't have a good accountability network and a good network of education on, on how to process our emotions and how to deal with those kind of stressors, we, it comes out in the most negative ways.
1: That's right, man. And being in, and learning to be intentional about who those lifelines are matters, Right. Who who are the men that get to speak into your life? Being intentional about that. If it's a, you know, is it a homie or is it a real man that you look up to that you value there? Like that's a, the homie doesn't necessarily, I might've grown up with him and still loyal and respectful. And you know, that's great, but he doesn't necessarily get to speak into my life. Well, not just right. that, but
0: it's like the, the, the individuals are going to tell you the truth, the truth, the ones that's that, right. and even though, even if it might hurt yep. and, and and some, and usually if it's something that you need to hear. And it's truthful. It is going to hurt. It is going to sting. But but that's that's, but that's the best. All right. So the rules. So the first one is uh, be honest. Let's we can Mm -hmm. just kind of break these down. And I'm going to put this up on the screen as well. But uh, yeah. So be honest. Who who came up with that?
1: So that was one. That was that was me. And so being honest, the way that I explain it to them, the way I explain to the family is, it's you know, it's a multi-layered. Which many of these are kind of multi-layered. But being honest. One face value. Obviously, we just don't lie, right? We don't lie to our kids. And that's one promise we've always made to them was like, we will not lie to you. We don't do, we don't even do the whole Santa Claus thing. You know why? That's a lie. There's no fat white haired dude that comes down the chimney. I'm not going to tell you that that's the case. And I'm not telling parents not to do that. If they don't want to, that's great. That breaks my my heart.
0: That breaks my heart a little bit, Matt. I'm not going to lie
1: that's okay. Sometimes he's, like, you said, people need to speak the truth. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm just like, we're not going to lie to you. And when we set that boundary, they don't, they're not going to lie to us either. So there's that face value of we're going to be honest, but we take it a layer deeper and say, one of the hardest things to do is to be honest with yourself. And so we're always encouraging everybody in the family to be honest with themselves too. And that's as much as possible we try to involve the conversation. Okay, cool. I'm going to try to detach as if I'm watching myself, but you guys can see me objectively better than I can see me. So tell me where I am missing the boat as a dad. Like if I'm missing the boat, let me know where it is. Tell me where I'm missing the boat as a husband, you know? And so it's, um, being honest to with each other, but it's also doing our best to be honest with ourselves on, on who we are and what our shortcomings are and what our, uh, you know, what our gifts are, what our genius is too.
0: The next one is be a copycat, and I have an idea of where this is going, but uh, but break it break be a copycat down for me. What does that mean? Yeah, what's the rules? So behind be a copy.
1: That? Yeah the the copycat thing is, um, it's copying the patterns of success, the behaviors, the mentalities um, of those that have come before you uh, in any arena that that we know are positive and line up with our virtues and values. Right, and it doesn't mean you're trying to be somebody else. It means there's a piece of you that connects to somebody in some way, which just means you already have that and you want to heighten that sense of it. And you are copying that specific part and learning how to integrate that into who you are. Um, Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman was a, a phenomenal book that ended up kind of mirroring that. We had him on with the Apogee boys not too long ago. And, and that explains it better than I would, but that's, that's it. It's copying those patterns of success and behaviors that are going to lead to the outcomes that we want.
0: Because there is a pattern.
1: There's always a, There's
0: pattern. a pattern. Yeah. I remember I, w- I wrote a, uh, a short, I wrote a short blog article about the six, it's like the six ha- uh, habits of successful people. And it wasn't like, yeah. I didn't even know about uh, author Covey's book. The, and, but yeah. these, but these were things that are like not, thoughts these are actually daily habits physical things that you can do and when i first started my when i first started my very first business um you know like most young entrepreneurs do like you kind of spiral out of control you're working 120 hours a week you're not sleeping you're not taking care of your fitness it's just like all in all the time no family no nothing this is the mission you know and a lot of people subscribe to that like that's how it has to be
1: Well, to an
0: extent, but (laughs) there's a lot of tools, you know, you can work really hard or you can work really efficient.
1: That's right. Or you can do both of those, right? Like, if I go out and I'm shoot, I can go to the park and shoot baskets all day and just walk. you know, like, that's great. But as soon as I get a coach and he starts to correct my phone, so it just expedites it compresses. That. It
0: compresses everything. It compresses yeah. Yep. And uh, yep. so so when I did that, I started when I started struggling um, when I first, you know, stopped contracting, got out, contracted and, and started working on the business. Um, I did, I let myself slide a lot because I was so focused on that. And I was like, man, I'm like spiraling out. I'm smart. I'm smarter than this. So I started looking at the most successful people in the world and it came, I came up with this trend of they all kind of operate the same way. And, uh, that, that, that blog is out there. But, um, but yeah, that's it. And I was like, well, I just got to copy that. I got to copy that system. I got to copy that routine and things will be more successful in it. And you know what? I w it worked. It worked. I got healthier. The business got healthier. Had more ideas. Now it didn't happen overnight. It was it sure. was a t- it was a timeline thing, but that set the that set the road for. I mean, essentially everywhere where I'm at today. That's right. You know, and it shortened so that timeline. It shortened get the get timeline, there. right? All oh, right. Cool. Be the hardest worker in the room. I absolutely love that one. What is that? Uh, yeah. Who came I up mean- with Who came up with that? And and what does that mean?
1: So that's something. One of my daughters brought that to the table because that's something that she pulled from what we talk about on campus. Um, and I don't remember which daughter it, it was, to be honest. I just remember going yes because I knew she got it from from campus. Um, and and that one's pretty self explanatory. But you know, we talk about as a family is just being consistent. You know that uh, the the hardest thing to do around any kind of goal that you're setting is just to do it every day. You know, most things doing accomplishing most things is relatively simple, but none of it's easy, because you have to do it every day, you know, and so that's really where we that's really where we go with that
0: is I even see and I think that there's a, I I think there's a benefit to it. A lot of people strive away from strive away from competition. But uh, I think that there's a there's a certain level of competition that that is very healthy for an individual. And, And when you can instill that, so like, you know, even if, you know, you have two people like, you know, obviously, um, you know, Tim and myself, I, like I'm really big into jujitsu combat sports, right? Yep. You can have yep. two people in there that are, that are friends, but they will try to outwork each other you and bet. that, and that only makes them better. And it's not yep. necessarily a competition as it is. You are competing for who's going to work harder and whoever works yep. harder wins.
1: That's right. That's right. And it is a healthy, yeah. And- and it can go the other way too, where you don't even necessarily know the person, but then you have the competition and there's an immediate bond that's built there. I'm you friends know, I'm friends. Sure. I'm
0: friends with, I think, every single person I've competed
1: against. That's right. That's exactly right. They're I was good just people, about that man. Weird. They're good people. That's it, man. Yeah. And it's bond in a weird way where you're trying to outwork each other, especially when it comes to combat sports. It's this weird thing where you bond. Again, it's something that compresses that time. Like you just bond so fast, you know, we we're, I was talking about that in Mexico last week with Mickler. And, and like, I fought, I fought this guy who uh, he and I didn't know each other coming into the fight. And we came in and he's like a, a uh, he's a Mongol, right? So he's a biker uh, and he's part of he's a one percenter and like part of those Mongols and, and they've, you know, questionable stuff that they do maybe. Yep. Great. He and I still stay in contact, man. And we didn't know each other. We got in the ring, we duked it out. We had at it and we still stay connected. Um, you know, to this day, there's a bond there, um, and there's a respect there. Oh, you know, man, go, we're gonna, we're go, gonna.
0: Go, go. When you get out here, we're gonna break, we're gonna break into this so much. Each one That's of these, awesome. each one of these topics, gonna be like thirty minute conversations.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yep. Uh, nicest person in the room, uh, being yeah. kind costs zero dollars, zero cents. Go ahead. Nicest ding person ding in the room.
1: And the, where we dive in, cause again, there's the face value of make sure you are, uh, you are serving other people there. You are being kind, you are treating people respectfully, uh, the next level. I mean, that's the obvious part. The next level of that though, is you can be that, you know, I think you and I have talked about this before too. You can be that servant, you can be that gentleman, you can be that good person, but you also need to have the ability to be a savage so that you're choosing to be nice. You know, and that's one of the distinctions we make too, is that you're choosing that because you have the ability to not be.
0: I was literally in, um, we were in the truck talking, I was talking to my, my wife and, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you've studied personality profiles and how we're all very yep. different. Um, so yep. in the disc profile, I'm a very, I'm a high D. Um, yeah. and so a lot of times I can f- people, I can make people feel like rolled over on or bulldozed on and uh or you know the the concept of you know hey listen either speak faster or use less words because i've got things i've got things to do just give me the wave tops and let's let's (laughs) move on and it's something that i've really strived to be and be super intentional is like if i'm talking to someone i want them to feel like they're the most important room person in the room yeah And that is that's something that I have to work on because it's it goes that that goes against my personality type and and is and it's it's not because I don't care, but I want people to people always remember how you made them feel. Right, you know, and and that is and that is super important. So trying to, you know, working intentionally to be, you know, uh, the nicest person in the room is going to take you very, very far in life and you can be direct. And still be super nice and respectful, um, and yeah, that yeah. and people will remember that.
1: They do absolutely, man. When we were uh, just down there in Mexico this last week, Bedros was is prime example of that because um, that he can he's a he's a he can be a hard a hard dude, and he's a brilliant entrepreneur. His mind's going a million miles an hour, but he's always very intentional about giving complete attention to whoever is speaking, and he's very intentional. We'd go out to eat, and he was very intentional about. Um, hey, let me grab this and I'm pouring water for everybody. And he's being the servant in the room too, right? He's very, very intentional about that. He's very smart about the way he does that.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then and people think that like, Hey, this is just who he is or this. No, 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 Those people that are doing that. I mean, sure. There's, there's some, there's some weirdos out there that, that just happen to be that way, but for yeah. the rest of everybody, no, that's work. That's effort. That's effort. That's, right. to, that's effort to serve, to, to do that and to be that person.
1: Bingo. And that's a more competent individual that's making that choice. I like that.
0: Now this is this, this one takes me back to, uh, like my Marine Corps days, uh, no complaining, fix it. And we had a saying is don't, don't bring up a problem unless you have a solution.
1: Um,
0: so is that kind of the, the basis for no complaining, fix it rule?
1: It's absolutely the basis. So, so there's no, you know, mom, you know, Morgan's doing that. Mom, Brielle's doing this. Mom, mom, mom. What's your solution? What's your solution? What are you going to do? How do we fix that? How do we fix that? How do you guys know, you just, you know? you just
0: bother me to complain or you, you've got something to offer here?
1: That's right. or you have an idea. And so now they come. And it's like, look, okay, so here's what happened. I asked this, I said this. The response was this, so at least, I mean, it's not like our kids never ever, you know, fight because there's still some of that that happens. But when they do come to us, it is, okay here's where we're at. Here's where we started. This is where we've gone. Now we're stuck. Now we're not exactly sure where to go. And those are vastly different conversations, you know, those are vastly different conversations, but that's where they hold me accountable the most. That's, and
0: that's a good point to, to bring up because I think a lot, and I was having, uh, one of our guys on, uh, John Mark uh, was on the last podcast and talking about, he's got, um, I mean, he won, a, he won our, uh, 30 day challenge last, last time. Um, mm-hmm. lost like 15 pounds and everything, but he's got a, a very large family, um, th- three, boys and, and one girl. Right. And, um, man, they are just all on the same wavelength. Like yeah. you, you meet them and you're like, Oh, this is a picture per- perfect family. Yeah. And people see that. But the reality is there's still struggles that go on. There's still sure. bad behavior that goes on. Like sure. nothing is ever perfect. It's all about work. And that's where, you know, the fact that you said, like, my kids, you know, they still fight. These things still happen. It's just how it's it's handled on the back end.
1: Totally. And it's how consistent you are with all of these things we're talking about. Again, like, it goes back to that kind of the consistency of being the hardest worker. We establish these rules, these values, these virtues are something we hold every single day. We do not compromise on those which is why it's gotten easier on this end it's because we haven't compromised on it for, you know, my oldest is coming up on 11. So that's a long tail game. And that's, but it's, but it's made it so much easier because of that.
0: So, um, think, I love this one because the last couple of years, man, I feel like this could be the motto for America. Yeah. Uh, think most people won't.
1: That's right. So, so we always, we talk to our kids about, uh, taking a look at all sides, wanting to understand all perspectives and why people have those various perspectives. Again, we don't have any desire to tell our kids to think like us, but we really want them to think. Take a look at all sides look at evidence on all sides, and then come to your own conclusion because most people will just side with emotion. Most people will just side with whoever's loudest in claiming authority. Um, And it's a reactionary way to live. So the way we talk to them about it is you wanna live offensively, not defensively. We're not living in a reactionary bubble. We're going, okay, this happened. If it's something I can't control, cool, this happened. This is what's going on. This is what's happening in the world. Let's take a look. Do we subscribe to that? What do other people say about this? And then we make our own decision and then we proceed accordingly and we act according to our behaviors. You know, we control, it goes back to that kind of being an emotional ninja. We control our emotions so that they don't control us, but that has to start with thinking through who you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to believe, and, and then living according to that. Belief.
0: You opened up with uh, you opened up with the, one of the biggest statements that ties into that is why are they saying what they're saying? Or why are they why are they thinking what they i think the why is the biggest thing and in conjunction with that i think parenting that says because i said so mm. and they say dad why am i doing this because i said so that's just lazy yep. that's it's right it's lazy i mean if, if a kid t- if one of my kids said dad why is this the way it is or why do you want me to do this i'm and now that i'm you know my age that i am now i'm like yeah. that's the that's the opportunity to teach yeah. to to be a professor to show them the reasons why you're doing something and if you don't have a reason why you're telling them to do something well then why are they doing that why are you telling them to do that because everything right. has a reason it has their safety their education their benefit something you know has able talk and you got be because then once you do that they're like oh this is important. Taking yep. the taking the trash out, th- there's a lot more right. to that than yep. just yep. taking the trash out.
1: That's exactly right. And so we want them to, you know, in school trains that out of people, um, any big system, right? Medicine, you know, big system of medicine trains that out of people. You're not allowed to ask the doctor, well, why, why do I have to do this? Why am I taking this? Why do I have to shoot this in me? Why do I have, you're not, you're not allowed to ask because you don't question this. No, right just because because i said so because i'm the authority right ridiculous ridiculous and most people will continue to live that way we just won't
0: um this is this is goes along with uh man we know where this came from but it kind of goes with uh the agogi as well and what we do is discipline equals freedom um how did that make the list
1: yeah, that was definitely me um, throwing that in there. And and obviously the, you know, the Jocko influence on, on that, but I just love that. Uh, I love that statement coming out of um, education, especially because in education and in martial arts where you're not real education, not school, um, you're not motivated to do motivation sucks, right? You're not motivated every day to do the things that you've got to do. Motivation is just, it's, it sucks. You've got to have the discipline to do what you got to do anyways, you know? And, and so um, we live on a little ranch and we've got, you know, animals, and we've got horses and, and all that kind of stuff. And and so that's part you know, is raining here in California today. And, and that's not a normal thing for us, um, but it's raining and, you know, it's in the forties or whatever it was this morning. My kids didn't want to get up and go put their stuff on and go feed horses and go do all that stuff this morning before they came to school and before they got breakfast, they didn't want to, so what, you know, and so that, and that transfers to everything else in their life. So like, I don't necessarily want to do this, but I, I need to. And so the discipline to do what you need to do.
0: Yeah. The dis- discipline is our second pillar of the Agogi. And yeah. Yeah. you realized that it, it had to be there because so many people like rely on motivation and motivation yeah. is a drug. It, it gives you a high, yeah. but it fades. Yep. But when you right. create a, di- so what we do with them is we create a discipline routine uh, yep. and then that creates consistency and we know that consistency is what gets results in life Bingo! Bingo. motivation is not going to get you results um, that's right but discipline will and that's the reason why that's that, right. that we we kind of harp on that
1: that's right it's it's developing those habits you know I mean, that's it
0: um I'm guessing this next one is you as well memento mori
1: yeah <laughs> that one is actually you know what that might have been my uh that might have been my wife so I got a buddy Danny Vega um who uh who has that actually tattooed on his arm my wife knows him too so i actually think she's the one that kind of brought that concept up um but and, and then i think i just kind of named it as such because the concept that we're you know talking to them about is just perspective um we get to choose our our perspective and and you know remembering that this ride is going to end for everybody um so even in the midst of all this crazy shit, you know shit that's going on it's like whatever cool and we're going to be happy anyways we're choosing that because Time's limited, man, and we want we want to use that as a motivational thing. I very early on, um, you know, when we we're kids were little, and if they were they were talking about like, whatever, compl- I just remember one time them complaining about something, and I was like, sweet, brought up my phone, brought up some you know pictures of some starving children, and just went, here you go, man. They're they're probably gonna die today because they don't have. In fact, this is how many kids die every day because they don't have food. Why you're complaining about? what you know and it's just this this ends man and it's going to end for all of us first world problems man so it's just perspective you know and so we choose we choose happy because you know if we look at all of our problems at least in our we don't have problems I mean it's it's such a
0: simple lesson to teach but very hard to them to get to understand is you get to choose and you kind of said something like that about your emotions I learned early on you know, as a, I mean, as an adult, but years, years ago, I realized that if someone said something to me or if they say something online or they say whatever they, you know, people are going to say things, they cut you off in traffic. If you react based off of that action, well, who's really in control? They own you. They own you. And that they concept, know. that concept really bothered me. I'm like, I don't want to be controlled mentally by anyone. Right. So if something happens, I want to be able to take this, like, even if it's a half a second, go, how do I want to play this for my best interest? Yeah. Not just fly off the handle emotionally, because now they're, they're in control of of who, my That's brain. Right.
1: That's right. That's and right. When you, exactly and, when you, right.
0: and when you communicate that to someone in that way, it's like, whoa, I definitely don't want somebody in control. Right. But anytime you react hastily or you you
1: get upset and you have an outburst or something, they are controlling you. They're controlling you. And then you're losing your own perspective on your own life. You know, and, and a lot of these concepts um, and that one, in, you know, in particular, two people have said, wow, God, your kids can't really understand the gravity of of that, of the fact that, you know, this is, this is your only life and life is going to go quickly and, and it's going to end. And that, that should um, not be a sad thing, but it should inform perspective and could, so what if they can't fully understand it yet? We still talk about it. We still operate from that. And then it's a much easier thing for them to grasp when they're older. Cause guess what? Most adults don't freaking operate by it and don't understand it. So if my kids are at least operating by it, I guarantee they're going to, they're going to understand this a whole lot quicker than other people. Well,
0: I think, I think that's kind of a sellout too. I, th- I think Hell yeah. I think teenagers and, and, and children learn and, and take in way more, uh, than people give them credit for. And I think that's part of the problem.
1: And way earlier and way earlier. Well, you know, their brain's not fully developed. Shut the, f- I know neither is yours. If you're saying that, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this.
0: You. I've got, so I've got three kids, uh, um, 19 of 15 and a year and a half essentially old. And uh, this kid has never seen we we have a lot of a lot of like, I don't really use keys, right? My house is auto unlock and I pull up it goes I can push in a code or whatever. And um, we've done you know, this and that my our cars now you just push a button and get in and start the push the button and start the car. This kid gets a set of keys a building and tries to stick he's a year and a half not even a year and a half old yeah all he had to have seen this was once and he figured out he knows what those keys a keys go to a door or to a car that's right that's right never taught him that never showed him that. that's right he saw he he saw
1: it saw it once put it together and has it so here's the here's the thing that people and again this is part of that you know i mean i know we'll sit down and, and dive into this more someday but the default nature of the natural human is, is genius is brilliance. That's the default. We're the ones as society with all of these cultural institutions that suppress and lower the bar and then reinforce that the bar should be low. And this is where you go. And then we distract. We're the ones that mess all this shit up. That's the default.
0: Yep. Um, And this kind of goes into the next one. You are personally responsible I love that. That's right. I tell people yeah. that time: just, uh, just imagine everything is your fault.
1: That's it, right? Like, that's it. That's just if, if there is, um, you know, if there is a, a bunch of toys on, you know, toys on the ground at home, there's a bunch of Legos spilled on the ground. We all know it was my son who did it. It's, that's it. It's, there's no, there is no other culprit. Nobody else plays with with Legos. But mm-hmm. if those are sitting on the ground, That's all of our responsibilities to get him off the ground. And it doesn't mean that he's right. And and by the way, that for us, that usually means, hey, Loudon, you got stuff on the ground, man, go over there and go grab it. But we're going to be responsible for making sure it gets done, right? It's just because the standards that we hold are everybody's responsibility. It is always our fault. It doesn't matter. We always need to try to, you know, it goes back to finding that solution for everything.
0: One of the things that I like to think about that with that, that it's like, if if, every, if everything is your responsibility is, you know, for instance, say you get in a fight with like, I get in a fight with my wife and, uh, and she's the one that's wrong, which usually she is. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> dangerous just, ground, usually. dangerous ground. But, uh, but anyways, <laughs> regardless of what it is, I look at it and go, okay, well, whether it was whether she, you know she was just mad and, and we started started a fight with me. It doesn't matter. I look at it and go, okay, how did I react and how did I handle yep. that? That could I that I could have created a more positive outcome, right? Regardless of who fault is fault, it is. Bingo. How can I take responsibility and go? Where's my responsibility in this situation and what could I have done to
1: make this a more positive outcome for us? Bingo. And that's how that, that's it. And that's how leaders think. And that's how a leader should think in his or her business. That's how leaders should think in his or her relationships. Um, that's it. That's the only way to think in that, you know, uh, yeah, that's spot on.
0: The right. And I think this is the, uh, this is all kind of the last one is is kind of wrapped up in the same. The right
1: thing is always the right thing. We do not compromise. Um, we just don't, um, the, we have, we're, we're I'm fine. We are all fine changing our minds on something if better evidence is presented. But until that evidence is presented, if we believe a thing, we act accordingly. And there are certain sets of values, virtues, rules, th- you know, just basic human tenets of behavior that are always the right thing. And we're going to operate within that. And we are not going to compromise. Um, if it is the right thing to do, then it is the right thing to do all the time. And we don't, we don't go the other way no matter how hard that is even if even
0: if it causes you some personal discomfort or
1: that loss no difference yeah that
0: makes the right thing is the right right thing the right thing is the right thing so matt if someone if a if a family if a unit a team wanted to come up with their own rules Hmm. what would you tell them? what would be the instructions you would tell them of, of how to accomplish that
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's really a simple conversation and those can switch over time, but it's the virtues and values that, that you either truly, that you subscribe to or that are your ideal to subscribe to, right? You can, people get caught up in the, the, the families that I talk to that, um, that balk on this when we talk about this idea. It's usually, well, I know, you know, being honest or whatever it is, I know that should be there but you don't understand how it's gone in our past. I've definitely not done that. I've definitely not. So that scrap that. What is the ideal? What is the optimized list of virtues and values? Who do you want to be? Write that down. Don't go, well, I've effed it up before. Write those down and start now. and identify, identify as those now.
0: Right. It shouldn't be where you're at today. It should be, it should be what you're striving for it should be out of reach it should be constantly out of of reach reach, right totally so totally
1: yeah you don't don't this isn't a list that you baby step you go right to the right you go right to the ideal and then you baby step the, the process to try to get there but you go right to the ideal
0: right all right well i think that's i think that's the that's the lesson right there man if you guys out there doing it, uh, listen, you are missing out. If you're not following Matt and what he's doing with the Action Place for Academies, the Apogee um, Apogee program, then you are just – you're missing out on some very good content that's going to help benefit you, not just you personally but the, also you and the way that you interact with your family and your kids and even your employees and teammates. There's a lot of good information out there, and the people that you're having on, man, is just – I mean – Wow, these kids that are getting this information from the people that you're bringing on is just I mean, they it's I don't, I don't even I hoped I hope that they realize the value that they're getting because it is unprecedented.
1: Thank you that and you're a part of that you're a part of that list man and I'm eternally grateful for that too and and I know I'm a huge
0: fan man I, every time I see that shirt you sent me I'm like this is I I, I feel like I'm I'm a part of that and uh you know and I, and I and I almost I think I bring it a lot there's something about what you do that I've seen that gets brought up on almost every single podcast because it's just it resonates so strongly with me and and uh, I will continue to be a part of any way I can but, uh, but guys, the, go follow Matt. You're missing out if you're if if you're not. And um and then please please screenshot this and uh, share it on social media. Tag us and uh, and we'll continue to get this message out to become the very best version of yourself and to make your unit the very best unit that it can be. Uh, until then, we'll see you guys on the next episode.